Hi everybody, this is Joyce Hum from Ottawa. This is my 15th podcast and I'm continuing to talk about the book that I, I wrote, Are We There Yet? Is the Sun Setting on Planet Earth? I wrote this book in 2020 and the reason why I wrote it was number one, I felt I was supposed to. I'm a Christian and I feel that God is in my life and uh, leading me along my path. And secondly, I was very concerned about all the issues that we have in our world and wonder where we're going. So are we there yet? Are we at a point of where our climate is so uh, mixed up that we'll uh, never get it fixed or will we fix it? Or is there something bigger going on, something in the spiritual realm where God is getting us ready for the end times? Uh, so I felt uh, very much led to uh, write this book, and I've had a lot of good uh, comments back on it. So I appreciate everyone who has read it and who will read it. So I'm going to, um, uh, yeah, just continue talking about the book. We're, we're getting along in the book. Uh, we've already finished... Uh, um, 12, uh, excuse me, 12 chapters, and so today is the 13th chapter that we'll be talking about. And today we're going to be talking about the prophecies of Daniel. And if you've listened to my 14th uh, podcast, I recommend you go listen to it if you haven't. You listened to it before. The um, What we're doing now, we're looking at the world uh, from the prospect that there is a holy God. And this we are very dependent on this holy God, if we like it or not, it's the truth, because he created everything, and I truly believe that he has a timeline for his world. And where are we on God's timeline? And we are told in the Bible that God gave some people uh, prophecies, and these prophecies are important, and that we should pay attention to them. So I'm just going to read you uh, what was said about prophecies and how we should pay attention to them, because I think that's pretty important. And that uh, their prophecies are not something to be taken lightly. They're something that God has given us in that uh, they're not, they don't come from man. They come from, uh, from God. And in Second Peter, I'll ask you to read this if uh, um, I'll read it here, but you might want to read it again in your own Bible or buy a Bible and get in, or go online and read it. But this is very important as we work through these prophecies. And uh, because I truly feel in my heart and know in my heart that the Bible is the holy work of God. It's his word. And to not read it would be a great uh, opportunity missed. So I recommend that you read it and take it to heart and ask God to help you to understand it, and he will. So here's what he says about prophecies. In, uh, the, the book Bible is divided up into different books, and this is from the New Testament. It's uh, 2 Peter. So here's 2 Peter. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, 2 Peter, and this is the first uh, chapter in 2 Peter. First chapter in verse 19 to 21. And I'm going to read you this, so pay attention to it. It's important, especially when uh, we are going to listen to the, the podcasts ahead, because I want you to have confidence in what you're hearing. 
And here's what it says in verse 19. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never has origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this is God, these prophecies are very, very important that we pay attention to. And now I'm going to talk about the prophecies of Daniel, and I, I introduced those to you the last time that we, um, uh, that I did my uh, 14th podcast. But I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about Daniel again. And Jerusalem was a very important city, um, and Jerusalem was uh, a part of um, Judah because they had separated into two kingdoms at this point. And God was not happy with his people because they were doing many sins that, uh, uh, that displeased him. And he told them to stop and he sent other prophets to tell them to stop. And actually they didn't stop. Uh, so God allowed a, another uh, king to come against um, them at this time. And these were the Babylonians. The Babylonians came against Israel four or four times, and um, excuse me, not four times, three times, and they started in around uh, 609 BC, and these three different uh, sieges ended around seven, um, excuse me, 587 BC, with the um, with the uh, fall of uh, Jerusalem and then destroying their their temple, and during that time. Captives were taken to Babylonia, and David was one of those captives. And he was taken during the first siege, and so he ruled under uh, the both the Babylonians. And after a time, the Babylon uh, excuse me, the Babylonians fell to the Persians. So David ruled under both of this, these people. Now, because we know that these prophecies are very important, that that Daniel had. I'm going to talk about the last page of Daniel before I talk about the, uh, any more about what he, these prophecies that I'm going to be talking about. It's sort of interesting because in the last, in chapter 10 of Daniel, in the last, last um, uh, page of the book of Daniel, he's told to seal up the prophecies because they're not for now, meaning the time of Daniel, but they're for a much later time, and that, that they would be understood at the end times. And I truly believe that we are on a timeline of God, and I believe that due to the circumstances that we see in our environment, the, all the issues we're having, and the um, uh, um, where we are in history, that the time is very, very close for God's timeline to for the earth and man's rule to be uh, under a lot of stress in this time for the uh, just before we're going to have a lot of trouble before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So I think we're there. Uh, 
uh, are very close. Anyway, so I'm, yes, so we have these prophecies from Daniel. And as I stated, they're, they're for the end times. And that means not the time of Daniel. But in, and they said they would be understood at those end times. So I think we are there now where we can understand them. Because that's where we are on the timeline of God. So uh, what I did in chapter 13, there are prophecies of Daniel. And as I speak about each one, we'll talk about their importance. I am going to be speaking about uh, four prophecies. One is called uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's Dream. The second one is Daniel's Dream of Four Beasts. And the third one will be Daniel's 77s. And the fourth one we're going to talk about is the King of the North and the King of the South. Now, I just wanted to mention, if you have a one of my books, if you've purchased it or have it somehow or another, uh, or online, I would suggest that you uh, look at Annex A in the end of the book, because I have four prophecies of Daniel, and they are lined up in, in, a, in, a, in an order that will help you to understand their significance. So I'll just leave those uh, to you to look at that after the podcast. If you have the book, I'd recommend it. But right now, I'm today, I'm going to be talking about the first uh, um, prophecy of Daniel that talks to us about uh, uh, different things, and that's King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. So, uh, excuse me, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was, uh, he was the first Babylonian king that uh, came against Israel. And, um, and as I said earlier, Daniel was taken uh, to Babylonia as a captive, and he stayed true to his faith and prayed to God, and many things happened to him in, in, uh, in the book of uh, Daniel, and actually was even thrown into a lion's den, and uh, God saved him from the lion. So it's a pretty adventurous story, so please read it, and you'll get a lot out of it. As you see Daniel's faith, it really helps us to build our own faith. Anyway, going back to the to the Nebuchadnezzar, there was Daniel there, and the king had this dream, and he asked all of his wise men to help him to interpret the dream. Not only did he want it to interpret, but he wouldn't even tell them what the dream was about, uh, and none could do this. So actually, he said that they were all going to be killed. And um, so Daniel heard about this, so he went to the king, and he asked that the king would give him time so he could, there is a God in heaven who, who would help him. And he, and he um, so the king uh, gave him the time. So Daniel did go to, to God and he, God told Daniel what the dream was about. So Daniel was able to go and talk to Nebuchadnezzar him what the king was about. Now the reason why I'm talking about this and it's important is because this actually, this dream actually starts at the Babylonian time of the Babylonians and it carries forth right down until the end times. So here I'm going to tell you now what the dream was all about. And if you've read Daniel before, you'll know it. If not, it'll be relatively new. Anyway, what Daniel, what God told Daniel that the king had dreamt was that he had a dream about an enormous statue. And the statue was, uh, I guess, very large and very, uh, very impressive. And this, the statue was made out of different types of metals. For instance, the statue had a um, uh, head of gold, 
and and the chest and its arms were of silver, and its belly and its thighs were of bronze, and its legs were of iron, and its feet and toes were partly iron and iron, excuse me, and and clay. So that was Daniel's dream. He saw this great statue, and he um, he talked to the. Uh, he talked to the king and told him about the statue. And he, in Daniel, um, uh, uh, the second chapter of Daniel, in uh, verses 38 to 43, you'll find these. And I'm reading from the NIV, the New International um, Bible. Um, so, um, uh, so here's the 38. He says to the king, he says, you are the head of gold. Now, Babylonia was a quite, I guess, a beautiful place. And it was uh, had power over much, it had that, that empire over much of the part of the world there. So he says, you are the head of the, uh, you are the gold. But then he tells the king that another kingdom will rise and inferior to yours. And this one is of silver. So that will be another kingdom after the Babylonian kingdom. And then he tells them the next will be a third kingdom, uh, one of bronze, and that will rule the, the, the whole earth. And finally, he tells them there's going to be a fourth kingdom of iron. And, and he tells him that the fourth kingdom is going to be uh, of iron and it breaks and smashes everything and it's more terrifying than the others. And then he tells them about the legs and the feet and the toes. And he tells them that the feet and toes are partly of brick clay and partly of iron. And they will be a, a divided kingdom. And they, the iron will be stronger than the clay because the iron is stronger than clay. And... Um, and this will be a, a, a mixture where you'll have some things that are very strong going on and other things that will be quite weak. So those were what the, um, those are the prophecies that Daniel brought from the statue. So we're, we're at an interesting time in history because we can look back and see these different um, times. And the first one was the Babylonians. The second kingdom uh, would be the Persians and Medes, and the third kingdom would be Greece with Alexander and his armies and all that. And the uh, third kingdom would be Rome. And it was the Roman kingdom that would be divided into two parts, and it would have uh, be very fierce and be made of iron. But yet when you got down to the ten toes, uh, you saw that they were partly um, partly uh, strong and partly weak because we're here, we've got the iron mixed with the clay. Now, here's where we come where something's very fascinating. All of a sudden, Daniel sees a hand uh, that, uh, excuse me, a rock that's cut out, this big rock that comes from someplace. And this rock, hits the statue on the feet, and the statue crumbles and falls into pieces. And so the whole statue is destroyed, 
And the, what is left is basically uh, another huge, huge um, rock type thing comes up and takes its place. And we're told that that uh, that uh, that the great god who breaks all this will set up his kingdom, and it's at that time where the man's rule will be taken from the earth, and God will be uh, um, have his kingdom of the earth. So this, this statue actually takes us right down to the end times in that we know that the Bible tells us that there will become a time when the earth gets really, uh, uh, things get really rough on the earth and it's at that time well, Jesus Christ will come back and he's going to set up his kingdom on the earth. And I believe that in this statue, when we see it coming down to the ten toes and the, the fact that the ten toes are mixed with this iron that came from the Roman Empire and, and the clay, which is weaker than the iron that came, comes in from the Roman Empire, that they are mixed together. So there's some strength and weaknesses at the end times that he is telling us about. And this is the end times because this is when everything is destroyed uh, by God, not the earth, but the kingdoms and everything, all the influences of the kingdoms too, because when everything crushes, the whole statue comes tumbling down. And we know that that, I believe that is referring to the, all the, um, uh, let me see, all the, uh, um, institutions and uh, way of living that was out there will all come to naught at that point. And you know, governance, etc., etc. And God will set up his kingdom. So that is taking the, the dream from, um, uh, from uh, man to earth. And it says here that the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And we know that uh, the end times is uh, um, what will happen. So I'm going to basically leave it there for you to think about. So Jesus Christ, I believe, is the large rock, and he will rule the entire earth. And, and this goes, brings us right back to the, um, uh, to the book of Revelations. And, and we'll get there later on, but I'm just going to bring this in now because it's important. And it also tells us that Jesus will set up a kingdom on the earth, but that will end. And then a new Jerusalem will come. And the new Jerusalem is where those who believe in God will and Jesus Christ will spend an eternity with him and that's called the new Jerusalem and that kingdom will never end so this is what I wanted to talk to you about today I don't want you to be overly uh, concerned or um, um, or to think that God is out there 
trying to bring people to naught. I believe God wants everyone to uh, be saved, like we read um, uh, earlier in our scriptures, that God, with God a thousand days, uh, excuse me, uh, well, that's me start again there. But let's put it this way, that God wants none to, pray, be, to perish. He wants us all to be saved through the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So here's what I want to leave this with you right now. Um, let's take this and let's think about it. And let's know that God has really, we, we will have these different kingdoms. And uh, they will come to uh, basically uh, come under the power of an almighty God. And uh, we have here the, the ten toes. And I just wanted to mention that for a bit. Some people are thinking that they're, what does this mean? Because these are means that God sees the earth in ten, uh, as ten. I think it's probably, these ten toes will probably be, the two feet will be two of the two main land masses on earth. And um, basically the ten toes will be how God sees things divided up. Right now we divide up the world in continents. We have the seven continents, but I think if you add it, perhaps the Middle East and Middle America and uh, oh, the Arctic, you'd probably have come up to 10. So I think perhaps God sees the world as 10 at this time, but probably, perhaps he's looking at us as the uh, as 10 continents. Anyway, only the God knows the truth of that. That's just my thinking. So I just wanted to um, say thank you for listening to this. And uh, I uh, would pray for everyone who listens to it that they will get something worthwhile out of it and that we will, uh, um, yeah, I'm going to try and get back here and do these uh, prophecies fairly um, close together so that it will be uh, easier to listen to and understand. So anyway, do buy the book, read it, and I think it will be helpful to you. And uh, remember, there's a God of love out there. He wants you to know him, and he wants you to uh, uh, recognize that this earth and man's rule is not the only thing there's going to be. There's much more greater, and God is ultimately in control. Take care, and many blessings to everyone.